What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the Two Man Power Trip. Chad and John, the Two Man Power Trip. That's uh, that's an awesome uh, name for yourselves. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, John. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Scotty Riggs, and you're listening to the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. Hey, man. What's up, guys? This is Homicide. Oh, that's my homie. Homicide with a big homie club. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> hey, this is David Penzer, and this is the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hear me. Fear me. What's going on, guys? This is a 7-foot, 330-pound DNA of TNA. That's right. My DNA is outer space. And you're listening to the two-man power trip of professional wrestling. You know, I, I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know 10 times more than I do. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling brought to you today and powered by Outer Limits Hot Sauce. It's a father and son company focused on bringing you a delicious sauce using top quality, fresh, all natural ingredients that feature labels that you can be proud to display on your table every single day. And more about Outer Limits Hot Sauce a little bit later on in the show. But of course, head on over to OuterLimitsHotSauce.com for more information on that awesome product. And with that being said, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Primetime, John Paz. And John, today we continue our discovery into the world of Lucha Underground as we are joined by pretty much the face of Lucha Underground. You know him as John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, John Hennigan. And today he's joined us as Johnny Mundo. And that's right, Johnny Mundo joins the show and we start with a really interesting talk about Lucha Underground. And really, as he's established himself as the face of that organization, it's pretty cool to see because he's a guy who stepped away from the WWE at a time where you pretty much could have, you know, I guess pushed him in the direction of the top of the card. And I can actually remember specifically when he left, he was pretty much, you know, in that intercontinental title, ascending to the heavyweight championship status. But it seemed like, you know, he was going to make his own way. And he obviously has done that since departing. But John, as I welcome you in here, I just really want to get your take about how he has become the face of Lucha Underground. And, you know, Lucha Underground, of course, you know, it's a hot button issue because it is so different. And a guy like John Morrison or Johnny Mundo or Johnny Nitro or John Hennigan, who is such a unique performer, it's really made uh, quite the home for him because he gets to really shine in an environment where I think he really stands out pretty much more than not most of the other talent, but just because of his status as being a former WWE guy, he really does kind of separate himself from the pact. 
Don't forget to watch Lucha Underground every Wednesday night on the El Rey Network and talking about Lucha Underground, talking about the face of Lucha Underground. That is Johnny Mundo, formerly known as John Morrison in the WWE. Also Johnny Blaze, Johnny Nitro, Johnny everything else, a million different names there. But you know him now as a huge star, the biggest name in Lucha Underground, the biggest star in Lucha Underground, the most recognizable face and Lucha Underground, and of course, Johnny Mundo. And he really has become the face of the promotion, if you really, really think about it. I mean, they got plenty of big names that we talked to him in the interview about, like Puma, Phoenix, King Cuerno, Pentagon Jr., guys like that. And even a future face, possibly, in Cage, a.k.a. Brian Cage. So, they have so much talent over there, and they have so much potential, and so much growth that can occur for that company it's just amazing the matches they put on the talent level i love the temple everything else about it but you really think about it the face the most recognizable name that they have is definitely johnny mundo and he really has taken that in great stride and we'll get into it in a second with all his great matches but just think about that league and where they would be without the star power the athleticism the great matches that johnny mundo has provided yeah, definitely. I agree. The matches that he has been a part of have been really can't miss television. But if you could, I know it's a little bit of a harder question to answer when it comes to him specifically. But what are some of the matches that really stand out to you as being the ones that impressed you the most? Yeah, Chad, you know, just touched on it you know, a minute ago there. But the matches that have impressed me the most from Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground, there's been quite a bunch. You just go through... It's, you know, especially season one, you just go through 39 weeks of great television from Lucha Underground. And just think back, how many great matches was Johnny Mundo a part of? A ton. It's crazy how many great matches he had. And just three that I can really, really boil it down to. I mean, I could probably go on and name some more, but I'll just stick to three um, that were probably the most impressive of the matches that he had. And there was a great cage match he against, had against King Cuerno, which was awesome. Absolutely love that match. Then think about Ultima Lucha and his match against Alberto El Patron, which was quite a match and quite a war that those two had and uh, also a great feud. And then nice little twist there at the end with the, the on-again, off-again girlfriend, Malina. So that was cool. So Alberto El Patron match from Ultima Lucha was great. And then this one especially because this was just a knockdown, a drag-out brawl. And obviously, it took the whole time limit of the complete show. It was the Iron Man match with Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground title. That match was awesome. It was just so much crazy things going on. And he has a great story in the interview about what he did to, uh, you know, not get so tired and keep himself quenched throughout the match. So you're definitely going to love that. And, you know, if I could boil it down to just those three, I'll do that. But trust me, he had many more impressive matches in Lucha Underground. And obviously, we cannot talk to Johnny Mundo without touching on his time in the WWE, as as we stated, John Johnny Nitro, as himself, John Hennigan, the Tough Enough winner, and also the well-established John Morrison. But John, I'd like to say that he's really the biggest name to succeed outside of WWE since he departed, and it's been a few years since he actually has. And you think about post-WWE success, you know, there's some great moments that he had and some great matches that he had, and we do get a chance to cover a few of them. 
But I know specifically, you know, there's a couple that really do stand out. And of course, like I said, you can't talk to them without bringing up some of these WWE moments. And John, you know, you and I were actually in the building the night that Eminem debuted at Madison Square Garden. And you kind of think they came so far out of left field that, you know, they really, you didn't notice the bond that they kind of put together themselves. And we get to hear some cool things about him and Mercury. But, John, talk about the fact that he did have a lot of success in the WWE before he departed. And like I said, I like to say that he's pretty much the biggest name to step away from the WWE that hasn't come back, you know, since he was initially uh, departing from them a few years back. Yeah, we do get into the interview about his success in the WWE. And obviously he's one of the biggest stars out there today that was formerly from the WWE. And you think about... Obviously, World Wrestling Entertainment is the number one wrestling company in the world, and, and a lot of people look to that, and they want to know your statistics or your stats or uh, how many titles you held or you know your WrestleMania moments, so on and so forth. Anything you did in that company, a lot of people are going to stick to it, and, and they're going to want to know what you did. And you just think back at John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, but uh, obviously in WWE was John Morrison. Think about his career there and what he did, and so many accomplishments, obviously – Winning the Intercontinental title three times, winning the tag title five times. Uh, Eminem was a hell of a tag team with him and Joey Mercury. We got some great stories about that team. And he got some great stories about Joey Mercury himself being a, a bit of a prophet, saying a lot of prophetic stuff to John. So that was cool. But, you know, you just kind of think further than that. And obviously, you know, he was a tough enough winner. Then he became uh, Eric Bischoff's kind of lackey as Johnny Nitro. And obviously then with Eminem, and then he moves his way up to the IC title, and, and so on and so forth. But when he was the ECW champ, he had a great feud with CM Punk and a ton of good matches. But obviously that came about because of the Chris Benoit tragedy, and we get into that a little bit as well in the interview. So that was some cool stuff. But some of the big-time matches that he had with Eminem that you know stick out to me off the top of my head, great matches with the Hardys. Great matches with Batista and Ray, and then, of course, tag matches with Eddie and Ray, which were cool as hell, and he, we go into that and, and what he thought of that. Also, some one-on-one -on -one matches against Jeff Hardy, and especially against Ray Mysterio Jr. that really, really stick out to me. So, he had quite a nice run there in WWE, and interesting exit from the company almost a surprising and shocking exit but obviously he's doing very well for himself right now and he's getting into the hollywood game as well and you know uh, we get into the interview he is in chad's favorite movie russell madness i'm not gonna lie it's definitely up there and it's also because there's a, a darling little five-year-old here in my little castle that is in love with the russell madness movie and when the when I saw it the first time with her, it was pretty funny to see that Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison, is playing a guy called The Hammer, who is exactly the on-screen character that John Morrison portrays. Whether he's in the WWE or if he's in an independent near you or what Johnny Mundo does every Wednesday night on El Rey Network on Lucha Underground. And actually, I'm going to give a shout-out to another star, of Russell Madness, and it's a guy who I know is a fan of the show, and we love to have him on very, very soon, and that is the great Will Sasso. Mr. Sasso, if you're listening to Mr. Mundo, we do get to get a little couple a couple little things in there about Russell Madness. It's a great flick. Keep up this stellar, stellar work, and John, it's great to end that on a light note, 
And before we throw it over to the interview, why don't you hit him with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business? But first, tell him a little bit more about Outer Limits Hot Sauce. Yes, Chad, that's right. We're very excited to have a new sponsor here on the show, and that is Outer Limits Hot Sauce. Remember, they are delicious, all-natural hot sauces made with fresh peppers and other top-quality ingredients. They are New Jersey-based and father and son-owned. They have great flavors, including habanero, cilantro, jalapeno lime, jalapeno hemp seed, and just remember to check them out at OuterLimitsHotSauce.com, Facebook, Instagram, and their Twitter page. And now for some TMPT business, check out the website, tmptofwrestling.com. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Check us out on there. We'd love for you to leave some feedback and give us a nice review. Also, while you're there, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes. And also, let's not forget about our Android friends who listen to us on the Player FM app. Also, don't forget, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We're also... uh, Putting up the latest and greatest clips of our shows up on there, so check that out. Also, on Twitter, follow us at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Now, we have a new and official Facebook group, which you can like and join right now and start the conversation. You can talk about prior episodes, you can talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, whatever you would like to talk about. Just like us on Facebook and join that new official Facebook group. Also, while you're at our website, tmptofwrestling.com, check out the pages for Kevin Thorne, PN News, and Paul Orndorff. Also, head over to the PWT's store where you can find official shirts for Kevin Thorne and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, featuring the artwork done by former guests and our main man, Wolfie D. And now, without any further ado, the former three-time WWE Intercontinental Champion, the five-time former WWE Tag Team Champion, a Lucha Underground Trios Champion. You may formerly know him as John Morrison. Now you know him as a Lucha Underground star, Johnny Mundo. Please enjoy. Now listen. Well, joining us on the line tonight is a man coming to us directly from the temple every Wednesday night on Lucha Underground. In another world, you know him as John Morrison, but to us, we know him as Johnny Mundo. And thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thanks for having me, guys. Why can't you say that? Another world. Johnny Nitro, John Morrison. Well, it seems like another world. And you know why? And that's because Lucha Underground is so different and so special when it comes to how it's presented. And the name Johnny Mundo is now becoming synonymous with the Lucha Underground product, and I think that that's where the best place to start is, and that is how different the Lucha Underground atmosphere is. And as you get involved you know, further into the process, what do you, what's your take on the whole thing and the vibe and the feeling of the show of Lucha Underground as a whole? Um, well, I think you nailed it. Like One of the cool things about Lucha Underground is from day one, everybody involved has done a very good job of 
creating a world that feels self-contained, free of the some of the constraints that our other wrestling shows have. So being in this larger-than-life, almost supernatural world of Lucha Underground, it feels that the characters are more multifaceted, more multifaceted have uh, more layers, and depth than any other wrestling show. The uh, the characters are are darker also, and that accompanies the feel of the production of Lucha Underground, almost like a gritty action film. It's really cool for me to be a, a part of, and it's Lucha Underground. And uh, I like I like I like that you call me the face of Lucha Underground, which is uh which is true because I'm one of the only dudes not wearing one of those funky masks. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, very true, and without a doubt, and it's not your traditional wrestling product, and you hit it right on the head, it looks like an action movie, and it's just the feeling of it, and you could see really from the first shot of season one that it really was just going to be something completely different, and I think you start really with the temple itself, and it seems like, you know, obviously we're on the East Coast, so we have never got a chance to actually see the temple itself, but it just seems like how it looks on TV, it looks like you're looking at this fantastically, amazingly built set, you know, like this atmosphere, this location. Is it the perfect place for the Lucha Underground uh, series to take place? I think so, yeah. I've, uh, I got the chance to work in the warehouse where we shoot Lucha Underground a few years back doing a movie with Danny Trejo. And in that movie, we were shooting the warehouse and playing it as beneath the subway system in New York. And um, there was no set then, and at the time it was just like a, a really dirty, gross, dingy warehouse, and it felt it felt like it was a good double for the underneath the uh, the subways of New York. And um, now with the Lucha set and everything that's going on there, it, it's still a dirty, dingy warehouse. <laughs> but that's how it's supposed to feel, and I feel like that vibe permeates the temple. And it almost comes across through the camera the uh, the feel and the energy of the place. And it's, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine a better place to have the temple and to do the underground. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like, you know, you get that ECW arena vibe, you know, you get the, the TNA impact zone, those places that become synonymous with a wrestling product, and obviously now when you say Lucha Underground, the first thing you say is all the temple because the fans, the atmosphere, the look, it's just its so awesome. But another cool thing that I think is really sweet about Lucha Underground is the fact that now we're talking about professional wrestling in terms of regular television and not just a, oh, I'm going to go catch Lucha Underground this week. You're actually talking about seasons. You're talking about episodes, and you're treating it in such a different light than I think wrestling's ever been treated and do you think that that's somewhat of the evolution of pro wrestling and television that we're going to start saying seasons we're such a driven uh you know world now that we're we're always talking about episodes and this and that but this is so cool that for wrestling we're now talking it season by season by season you know i don't know i uh i always felt like that live wrestling is is one of the coolest things about wrestling there's there's pros and there's cons to everything the, the look of Lucha Underground requires post-production, and um, it can't you can't have a, a live wrestling show that looks the way that Lucha does. As far as the evolution of wrestling, from my standpoint as a pro wrestler, the season 
seasons are great because if there's a season, that means I get to have an off-season to, to recover and have a little bit of a personal life, which you, you don't get if you're working year-round. It also presents the option of, well, who is going to be champion storyline or who, like, screwed who to become, like, the number one contender. Yeah, the options with, like, the seasons of Lucha Underground um, open up and become like a TV show where we can have much more personal history for each wrestler and between wrestlers and much more backstory can be developed. That is something that I feel that people watching Lucha Underground are really identifying with because, I mean, wrestling fans aren't stupid. Wrestling is a very sophisticated thing. And first time that these layered characters have been presented in this way. And that, I think, is the future of wrestling. Whether it's seasons or live or year-round, I don't know. But a more sophisticated wrestling shows with a higher production value and more time-efficient. But Lucha Underground is more respectful of the fans' time than any other wrestling show. Those three things are the future of wrestling. Definitely. And you, you mentioned having the backstories, and there's nothing better that they've done than creating a backstory for a guy like Prince Puma, who obviously is, is you know, away from the, the mask, is Ricochet, who's just an unbelievable talent, unbelievable wrestler. But with the backstory of Prince Puma, they're really able to build him up. And one guy that they used to really build him up was obviously a huge name like yourself. So what was it like feuding with Prince Puma, who almost matches your incredible athletic ability? I like how you said he almost matches my incredible athletic ability. Almost. <laughs> um, Prince Puma ricochets, um, I think, athletically the most talented wrestler performing currently. Um yeah, I mean, to, to be able to feud with him was amazing. It really, like, a, really made me passionate about wrestling again. And uh, being a part of Lucha Underground, I've had the opportunity with with King Cuerno and Phoenix, Son of Havoc, and, um, and Helico, and a lot of the roster to think about wrestling in a way that I never did with WWE. And because of that, I, I feel like my, like, idea of wrestling and psychology has been affected to the better. And it's a uh, it, wrestling is like any martial art or medicine or practice. It's a uh, it's constantly evolving and constantly changing and as soon as you stop evolving and stop changing, you start to get boring or you get bored yourself. So working guys like Puma has has kept my passion and I has kept me on top of my game. Yes, that you're definitely on top of your game. And we were talking before about having a season, having an off season, having a life, but it also gives you some time to recuperate from some injuries. And watching that Iron Man match, which was a tremendous match, which obviously lasted the entire show, you know that had to be physically and mentally exhausting. So it's great to get that off season. But who are your memories of that Iron Man match? Because that was a hell of a contest between you and Puma. I uh, remember it being really hot, and I uh, also remember feeling really smart about how I kept drinking water. <laughs> 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 
Um, <laughs> I remember that. Like yeah. a, I, I was um, presented with that opportunity, and I felt like uh, I had something to really train for and think about, and um, it felt like an opportunity to do something really special in in pro wrestling. And um, those opportunities sometimes are few and far between, and that was, that was something that I felt really prideful about, and I was uh, really happy with the match we put on, and everybody that's seen it has, has echoed those sentiments. Definitely rave reviews all around for that match, and then another kind of cool uh, match you did, but you had a series of matches against Patron, but the Ultimate Lucha match was great, especially with the surprise at the end with uh, Molina coming out, but what was it like feuding with a guy like El Patron, who is such a great wrestler, but also world-renowned? Um, I mean, I guess you could ask him the same question about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, in, in honor, you know, like, uh, it's uh, it's it's cool to be in the ring with somebody who knows who he is in the ring and out of the ring. The people know him. The people know what to expect from him. And when you have that stage set or that that blank canvas laid out in front of you, so to speak, with with two wrestlers that the crowd identifies with and knows and the opportunity to paint whatever kind of picture you want. That's why I got into pro wrestling in the first place. I could definitely see that because your style totally meshes so well with the Lucha Underground style, and then even apart from that, you're you know working with AAA. Do you feel that your high-flying mixed with the athleticism is a little bit of parkour? Do you think that just mixed perfectly with AAA and the Lucha Libre style? Yeah. Totally. It seems like it's just it just <laughs> Sorry, seems like it's a total I great match. I added that question. I was like, yeah, hey, that I pretty much summed it up right there. I don't need to edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm loving it. It's uh, exactly all the stuff that I was interested in, and, and I'm interested in doing when I first got into wrestling and training that I've been doing since I started is all feeling like it's every bit of my training and ideas are utilized in Lucha Underground. And down there in Mexico with AAA, obviously, you know, you're mixing well in there. Your style just meshes perfectly. Is there any guy that you really want to work with when you're down there? Because there's so many great talents that not only in Lucha Underground, but also kind of mixed between Lucha Underground and AAA. Um, you know, I in, in Lucha Underground, I've had the opportunity to work to Hano a couple times. And, um, He's, he's one of the guys that I feel like uh, just scratched the surface working with him. I think it would be great to like, have a, a little bit more of a program with him, either in Lucha Underground or AAA. Um, Psycho Clown is a, is a really good talent and um, someone that I've had a few tag matches with and someone that I feel like we have good chemistry and we could really tear the blow the roof off. Um, certainly in Mexico, but anywhere really. Um, and the the whole roster down there is just fascinating to me. And it'd be, uh, it'd be I, I love going down there for for the reason of uh, expanding my horizons and working with different talent. Which is absolutely great. That you know, not only here but in Mexico, you know, the Johnny Mundo name is becoming quite synonymous with great wrestling throughout the world. And you think of another great guy who is going to be in Lucha Underground Season 2, and uh, the rumor is he's going to be in Season 3 as well, and there's a guy like Rey Mysterio, who you have a big history with, not only with when you were in M&M, 
when you're feuding with Eddie and him and, and Batista and him, and you, know, you fought with him uh, one-on-one matches in WWE. But what's it like with the chance to wrestle a legend like Rey Mysterio Jr.? Man, um, that's definitely one of those questions that it's hard to describe with words. Um, he's just one of the guys that when you stand in the ring and his music plays, you get goosebumps. When um, when I was in MSG, when Eminem debuted, and him and Eddie were walking in the ring, I mean, I can barely describe like the mix of excitement and adrenaline and um, <laughs> a little bit of anxiousness and nervousness that uh, that washes over you. And I, I still feel that when I'm in the ring with him. He's a... Uh, He's a legend, man. He's a, maybe the most famous, well-known luchador of all time. Everybody that's worked with him praises his talent in the ring. And on top of that, like, uh, just who Ray is outside the ring, too. I mean, uh, he's, I can't think of uh, any company that he couldn't excel at. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's amazing to have around. I can't say enough good things about Ray Mysterio. Ray is definitely one of the all-time greats, and I absolutely love it. And, you know, speaking of Ray and obviously Eddie, because Eminem had a little bit of a feud there over the uh, over the tag team titles back, was that just kind of surreal that you guys kind of almost immediately got the feud with guys of that caliber? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. A lot of my WWE career, you find yourself standing in the ring when, when Eddie Guerrero's music plays or uh, or The Undertaker's music hits, or Shawn Michaels' music hits, and um, every once in a while you think about, like, dang, like, remember, like, watching WrestleManias and SummerSlams with my friends when I was a kid and um, going nuts when that music hit, and now I'm standing in the ring, and <laughs> here comes The Undertaker, or here comes Eddie. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, to me, about, being a pro wrestler and having that be my my life, really. Pretty awesome. And then you go through some of the list of guys you wrestle. I mean, not even naming, you know, the Hardy Boys and uh, even a guy like John Cena or, you know, a ton of great talent or, you know, big names, if you will. But was it kind of funny when you originally, I mean, you win tough enough, you go to OVW, you come back, and then you're kind of Eric Bischoff's lackey, and then they basically kind of, not to make fun of WCW, but, you know, they make you Johnny Nitro, which is obviously a spin-off WCW. Was that kind of just like, you know, you're just rolling with the punches, doing whatever they say, or was that kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a strange way to debut? Um, I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have, because at the time, all I wanted to do was wrestle. I just had um, my one-track mind of everything was wrestling. And, um, I learned a lot from Eric, and I learned a lot from that opportunity and being on the road for uh, a solid six months before I went back to OVW and then came back up with Eminem. Um, any opportunity you have to to be a part of an organization like WWE or Lucha Underground or TNA is a, is a good opportunity for someone who's getting into the business. And, um, I mean, even, even Johnny Nitro, like my... My debut on Monday Night Raw, I did a vignette and um, shook hands with Stone Cold Steve Austin in my first day of Monday Night Raw as, as Johnny Blade at the time, and then became Johnny Nitro a few shows later. Um, rolling with the punches is not how I would describe that. Hmm. And with 
the WWE, obviously, you know, you mentioned Eminem, and, and you go from Johnny Nitro, you, and then you go to OVW, come back, you're kind of repackaged as Eminem. What was Joey Mercury like as a partner and kind of as a mentor? Because he's basically a veteran at that point, but yet still with an OVW, and then got to come up to the main roster with you and form quite a damn good tag team. I don't know if uh, my career would have gone the way that it did without being uh, a team with Joey. It was it was pretty cool. Like um, a lot of times, like your your mentors and the people that you learn from in life are usually a lot older than you. But Joey and I are about the same age. The only difference is he started wrestling when he was fourteen, and um, by the time our paths crossed, he was almost almost a ten year veteran. And I was just uh, cutting my teeth in OVW. And I'd done high school wrestling and uh, like just in a lot of different kind of physical activities. But his mind for the business of professional wrestling and the psychology of professional wrestling, even then, was on another level. And there is there was times when there was one TV taping of OVW, I remember, when uh, we walked in and um, we were discussing uh, what we were going to do. And um, he laid out his idea, and um, Bill DeMott dropped his papers and was like, you know what, Joe, you should just run this place. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was 2004. Um, and so being able to be around that and, like, think about, like, uh, and learn from Joey and see, like, how he thought about telling stories in the ring and figuring out the business of a match and doing, doing, like, a Working for the uh, the pop, so to speak, he had a million different kinds of metaphors. He used to use a, a piggy bank as a metaphor. Um, every time you crack open the piggy bank, you start from zero. But you're building tension. You're telling a story in the match. You're putting money into the piggy bank. And you have to decide the best time to break it open and get that reaction. And the more full the piggy bank is, the more, uh, the, more the reaction that you'll get from the crowd. Um he had like dozens of different metaphors and analogies to wrestling like that. And um we were always talking about that type of stuff in the car driving from town to town. That's pretty good and pretty prophetic I, I think of, of him to say something like that. That's actually if you think about me, very, very wise of him, wise beyond his years for sure. And kind of a uh, crazy moment but uh, I guess you can almost say uh he opened up the piggy bank for it was when they kinda put you on ECW and then kind of shot you to the moon a little bit, winning the ECW title, but it was kind of surrounded by that whole crazy Chris Benoit tragedy. But what came out of it was you becoming a even more major star, but this time on your own, and then a pretty damn good feud with CM Punk. Not sure exactly about, like, the piggy bank metaphor applying to this specific situation, but it's a pretty good segue, nonetheless. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, the ECW stuff, the feud with the uh, feud of Punk, and like obviously the controversy with Benoit was, you know, tragic and horrible, and it's like it sucks to think about it now. Even um, I still, yeah, feel emotional thinking about that. Him and his family were very nice people. Um, that was not uh, public knowledge at the time that I wrestled Punk for the title, we found out the next day what had happened. And uh, it it did lead to that period of time feeling like I went from working 
for myself to really figuring out what it meant to be a heel. And the last match that I had with Punk was the, the first time uh, I felt like I felt uh, the difference between playing wrestler, even if you're hitting perfect timing and completely being your character and feeling the emotions that your character feels, feeling what it's like to be champion, feeling what it's like to, to lose a championship. And thinking back on that match and how I felt really has helped me a lot of times as far as getting into character and, and thinking about putting together matches since. And then obviously, you know, you kind of debuted a, t- a totally different character. You became John Morrison. Was that something that was your idea or something that was kind of uh, proposed to you, or was that kind of a, a group collaborative uh, effort? Vincent liked the name Johnny Nitro. I think it was him with the DCW Monday Nitro, and he eventually swore me the first name. Um, that was it. Oh, okay. And obviously, you know, you would go on to have a little bit of a longer feud with Punk, which was pretty damn good, and it would kind of put both of you guys on the map and, you know, shoot you guys into certain directions. But did you feel like when they kind of put you back in the IC title, when when you came back to Raw and came back to SmackDown, they put you in that IC title run, that that was kind of be, going to be your, uh, your launching pad to be in, into the main event team? Yeah, I mean, because you wrestled Ray and, and all this other thing. You kind of usually, you know, the IC title leads to the main event. Um, I always thought I was going to be in the main event in like three months. I still do. Like I, I always, I don't know. I for some reason I've always thought about myself as the main character in everything that I'm doing. Um, I, I feel like if I if I lost that and I, I thought like, oh, maybe in three months I'll I'll be like opening match, or maybe maybe three months from now, or something. I, I think I might start thinking about doing something else or changing what I'm doing because that's not why I became a pro wrestler. I became a pro wrestler to main event WrestleMania to be the top guy. Definitely, I mean, a lot of guys say that. Very few accomplish that, but. It's great that you've been able to make such a huge name for yourself. There's a difference between like uh, between accomplishing it and uh, and thinking it and and, and really like uh, if you're thinking it and believing it, like that's the point. Like uh, very few people get to main event WrestleMania. Honestly, I might never get to, but that's not the point anymore. Like the point of it is believing that you're the main character and you want to become the top guy, and I do. And right now. I'm really excited about Lucha Underground and, and Ultima Lucha and building Lucha Underground into a bigger company. And for me, like the losing, like the, as long as you have that eye of the tiger, as long as you have that uh, idea of where you're going and what do you want to do and how to, especially in wrestling, because sometimes to hand the achievement to just anybody, you can't control some, some of that type of stuff. The, the only thing you can control is you. That is very true and very well said. And with Lucha Underground, you, quite frankly, are the man there right now. And thinking about Lucha Underground, thinking about going forward, I mean, you're the man right now. But can you think of any other standouts that we haven't talked about that we need to look at for Lucha Underground that's going to kind of 
want to take your spot, a guy that you you know really really want to work with? Would it be a guy like Cage who you wrestled tonight? Yeah, I was gonna say like we haven't talked about Cage yet. I mean, uh, <laughs> you could call him a, a, a stupid meathead. Uh, you could you could make fun of his bad tan. You could make fun of the fact that he brings three coolers that smell like rotten egg whites to the locker room every taping. You could make fun of his lack of a college education. You could make fun of his use of the English language and his his somewhat lackluster knowledge of history and like politics and subjects that people talk about. You could make fun of a lot of stuff about Brian Cage, but uh, you can't deny his talent. Um, he's he's a legit monster. He's the biggest guy in the Lucha Underground roster. He handles himself like a cruiserweight. He he can move. He can do everything. He's a phenom as, as far as what what a modern day wrestler is. The evolution of a pro wrestler. I mean, look at the guy. He can he can do everything. He looks like a million bucks. And um, I love, <laughs> uh, I I I think this guy's the limit for for Brian Cage. And um, I would expect big things from him. It's crazy to see that big of a guy, quite frankly, he's a, he's a monster, move like that. He moves like a cruiserweight. It's pretty crazy to see. Exactly. Is there anybody else, maybe one of the luchadors, that you think you know, is going to be the next guy, the next star? I know we talked about Phoenix for a little bit, but is it a guy like Phoenix or maybe a guy like Pentagon Jr.? Um. All those guys are beyond talented. Uh, Phoenix, or as Jim Cornette says, Felix, is uh, <laughs> got a huge bag of tricks. Uh, beyond talented. Pentagon Jr., same thing. Um, King Cuerno, I believe, has uh, a lot going for him and is, is sometimes not talked about enough. Um, man, like uh, Angelico. Um, it's, it's hard to say because I would say the roster of Lucha Underground is composed of young lions right now. And uh, the potential, the raw potential of almost the entire roster is through the roof. And it's hard to say or to pick any one, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those guys, or more than one, several of them, became huge stars in wrestling in the next five years, ten years, and became known as the best wrestlers in the world. And um, one of the cool things about wrestling Absolutely, and Lucha Underground is unbelievable. Wednesday nights on Lucha Underground on the L Ray Network is great, but as we wind it down here, you know, we're talking about all those great guys, and quite frankly, you had a few great matches with uh, King Cuerno. We talked about Patron. We haven't even talked about some awesome matches you had on the indie scene against AJ or RVD, uh, Sammy Callahan. I mean, there's a ton of guys you've had great matches with, but if you could, do you have a favorite match or maybe a couple of favorite matches that you can think of? Um, yeah, man, there's a, you heard of this guy, Russell, the, uh, star of that movie, Russell Madness. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got some moves. He's got some moves. That dog, I mean, that dog is, uh, that dog is, well, the dog is certainly a lot smarter than Brian Cage. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, 
<laughs> that, uh, that, was, that was a really fun deal. And um, obviously all the guys, like RVD is another one for me that uh, I never had the chance to wrestle on with WWE. And getting to wrestle for PWS in Jersey was a dream come true. Sammy Callahan, um, super talented, underrated. Looking forward to working with him um, moving forward. He, he got me involved in a promotion. We're doing a show in June that uh, PW Revolver, I believe is the name of it. Um, you guys have the means. Look up the, the, the PW Revolver show that Sammy's running. Um, I'm wrestling Billy Gunn. Uh, Sammy's wrestling Bob Holly. Both those are going to be great matches. Um like it, the world of wrestling is cool because with independent wrestling and, and lucha the last couple of years had the opportunity to just work with everybody and it's, uh, it's been a really fun ride for me. Um, in addition to that, the uh, lucha, the schedule, the, uh, the opportunity to do movies like Russell Madness and um, also a movie called Boone the Bounty Hunter, which I'm really excited about. It's a Go out on a limb and say it's the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, look that up when that's out. I'm expecting it to melt people's faces with its awesomeness. And uh, for more of what I'm doing, um, kind of follow me on Twitter, at the Morrison. Follow me on Instagram, at John Hennigan, which is my shoot name. And uh, look me up on IMDb. And if you guys want to talk to me again, uh, let me know. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, John, thank you so much. And, uh, of course, you know, I said in another world, but I should have said another universe. But next time we'll get more into how you did transform into the hammer during the filming of Russell Madness. But thank you so much, John, (laughs) for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care.